if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. I don't know why, but I feel just a little bit like Dorothy right now. I kind of want to click my heels together and remind myself that there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There is no place like Northeast Ohio. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us for the Bob France Authority. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock as we begin on this free for all Friday. It is the seventh morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2018. And yes, it is a free-for-all Friday. I do have a few guests who are going to be joining me, but I will leave plenty of time open for you to be heard uh, today on this program. 216-901-0945, We'll get you here as well. You can tweet to me if and when you are so inclined at Radio Done Right on Twitter, Radio Done Right, and on Facebook, France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. And uh, I always enjoy uh, not only reading your comments, but also interacting with you on those uh, various platforms. All you got to do is make sure you follow me on both of them. Yeah, there is no place like home. I feel so much better being on uh, my home turf. It was very, very icky in the swamp. And I mean that quite literally. It was extremely humid down there in D.C. over the last two days. I know it was here at home as well, as my family alerted me. Every step of the way, just really, really, you know, dead of summer type of heat, he, even though it's the beginning of September. Well, I think it might have been a little bit worse down in Washington, D.C. Uh, either that or maybe it was just, like I said, the stickiness of the of the place. Uh, it might have just been the stickiness and the ickiness of being in the swamp. Yesterday and uh, Wednesday's broadcast, of course, originated from Capitol Hill, <clears throat> actually just outside in the Phoenix Park Hotel. is a fantastic environment, a fantastic event and one that I hope will prove to be impactful as uh, I joined uh, the great folks from FAIR, the uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform, in holding their feet to the fire. We collectively talked with uh, about four dozen members of Congress, had them on our programs, and discussed our concerns in large part on behalf of the constituents. You know, obviously you didn't vote for me to be your voice, you didn't, nobody voted for the 60-plus um, uh, talk show hosts who descended on D.C. yesterday to hold all of those uh, politicians' feet to the fire. But we were there for that purpose. And uh, based on what we talk about on our programs, what I talk about on this program, I'll speak more specifically for me. Obviously, 
I feel like I know what you wanted to say, and I feel like what uh, I feel like what I said um, uh, kind of uh, d- did reflect that of our community here, and we did it. We we really spent uh, a, a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort uh, to bring that broad those broadcasts to you all around the country. Uh, I was just one small part of a very very large collective effort, obviously, when it comes to immigration reform in talking to these people. So we had over fifty sheriffs representing various counties that they're you know so very concerned about keeping safe we talked with uh, i can't tell you how many um uh, uh activists who were there representing organizations like fair or like numbers usa or like uh the um uh center for immigration studies with mark corian i talked with angel families i talked with cattle ranchers from texas and arizona and of course, I could have spoken to some from from New Mexico and California as well, who down there along their uh, their borders of their property, the southern border of the United States. They continue to see. Did you see the video? Speaking of which, and I'm kind of bebopping around here, so bear with me, because <clears throat> there's a lot to catch up on. Over the last two days, the only thing I discussed on the program was immigration because of where we were and what the purpose of the trip to D.C. was all about. Uh, now that I'm back, I do want to catch up and get into the rest of the news, including the anonymous op-ed, including the uh, histrionics on the Senate floor with respect to Judge Kavanaugh's hearings, Cory Booker's Spartacus moment, uh, all of the all of the rest. But just briefly, did you see the video obtained by uh, the Daily Wire? Is it the Daily Wire or the Daily Caller? Uh, apologies, it's uh, oh, it's Daily Caller. Daily Caller. I just wanted to be clear. There's a video that was released last night by the Daily Caller. And, I, and I, this is important to me because of what I did, like I said, yesterday. Uh, actually, it was Wednesday's program. Beg your pardon. The first broadcast of the two that I did down there in, uh, in D.C. I spoke with a couple of cattle ranchers named Fred and Peggy Davis. And they talked about how incredibly dangerous it is to go outside of their own ranch, to go outside under their own property. They own acres and acres of property uh, for their cattle uh, and, and other livestock, and they are afraid much of the time to come outside. And when they do come outside, they often see their property vandalized. They often see their, um, uh, their stock water supply depleted to the point where their livestock have no nourishment whatsoever. And they often come outside to see drug runners and human smugglers sprinting across their property from the other side of the border. And it scares them. It's dangerous for them. And they told me that story on Wednesday. And they were among, you know, I've talked about them a little bit yesterday, too. I just, I keep coming back to them because these are like the forgotten about victims of illegal immigration. You know, we hear... You know, the family of Kate Steinle and the family of Molly Tibbetts and the family of, uh, of uh, well, we talked to a lot of angel families, actually. You know, Marianne Mendoza, whose son uh, was, was killed. Um, uh, Agnes Gibney. We, we, you hear about these individuals who, who uh, you know, whose families, these families whose uh, loved ones were killed by illegal immigrants. And we know about those things. We know about illegal alien crime in terms of its cost to the general population, to our taxes, and so on and so forth. But we never just think about property property owners down there on the border. And and so Fred and Peggy were two of my favorite guests. And ironically, they were the only guests 
during the two days of broadcasting from D.C. that I did who were late to their appointment. <laughs> they were they were held up with another interview, so I only got to talk to them for like five minutes instead of the 11 or 12 minutes like I did everybody else. And in five minutes, they just they, they were tremendous. They, they had a tremendous impact on me in listening. And, and I know there were some people who have to be listening saying they're exaggerating, they're embellishing, they're overstating, you know, this run of people coming across their property and so on and so forth. This is just for political gain, et cetera, et cetera, or political narratives and so on. Well, the Daily Caller, almost in direct support of people like Fred and Peggy Davis's story, has released a video of 25 solid minutes of illegal aliens crossing the U.S. border through an Arizona ranch. Now, this is not the Davis ranch, the people that I spoke with. This is Arizona rancher John Chilton. Now, he owns 50,000 acres of property, his spread along the U.S.-Mexico border. Is, is like ground zero for human smugglers, for drug cartel members, for illegal aliens. And he has got videos that he released to the Daily Caller showing these trespassers sneaking through his property 25 minutes solid of nonstop human crossings. And people say we don't need a border wall? The left doesn't want us to build a secure barrier to stop these people? You have to see it. He's a fifth-generation cattleman, is uh, John Chilton, 79 years old, and he's been trying to tell the government for a long time about the dangers of leaving lengthy stretches, or stretches rather, of the uh, southwest border uh, secured by nothing more than a barbed wire fence. It's pointless to have that there. It stops nothing. So to prove his point, he set up these surveillance cameras throughout his property to document the comings and goings of trespassers from south of the border. He shared hours of video footage with the Daily Caller News Foundation reporters who are in Arizona to document the life and the crime going on in the southwest borderlands. Tim Foley, the founder of the Arizona Border Recon, also shared his group's surveillance footage with the Daily Caller. And it is just an amazing thing to see. The surveillance videos are mostly from this year, 2018, but they do date back to 2016 as well, and it shows what can only be described as an unrelenting stream of alleged cartel scouts, drug mules, and human smugglers known as coyotes using secret trails to work their way into the interior of the state in Arizona. Many of the trespassers tote long guns and sport military-style camouflage, posing a threat Clinton knows from firsthand experience. One U.S. Border Patrol agent was shot by smugglers, smugglers in a remote section of Clinton's ranch in June, according to the Washington Times. It was just the latest in a long line of violent incidents that prove border security is not a priority of the government. According to Chilton, this is why we were there. This is why we were down in D.C. yesterday, to point out the number of people who are victimized by illegal immigration, and so many of them are not known. So many of these stories go unreported. So many of these issues go un, uh, you know, uh, 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 are not discussed is the best way to say that, I suppose. It's not a priority for government, and it needs to be. These people are, are just as important of, uh, of U.S. citizens, these ranch owners down there in Arizona, as anybody. You know, if they, let's put it this way. If some wealthy Hollywood elite 
had their gated community vandalized, if if streams of illegal immigrants or criminals were, were plowing their way through their neighborhoods, damaging their property, I mean, it would be a national crisis. Oh, my God. That's you, you can imagine this, right? Or if any of the wealthy politicians from New York, for example, or from San Francisco, if their gated communities had all kinds of uh, illegal immigrants running drugs and human smuggling through their communities, you don't think that they would demand action from the United States Congress immediately? Of course they would. But because these are just cattle ranchers down there on the southern border, they're not important enough to be victims. They're not important enough to be seen as victims. That's what this comes down to. So this cattle rancher who released all of this video, Mr. Chilton, uh, John Chilton, he's a strong supporter of the idea of building a border wall, and now you can see why. I'm going to tweet this out here during the uh, the uh, uh, break that's coming up. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Radio Dunright so you can see this video for yourself. I'll Facebook post it as well if I have time in the same break. Otherwise, we'll do this at, uh, during the news. But uh, if you're on one of those platforms, find me at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Can you imagine if the this type of activity was going on through the protected communities that so many of these Democrats who do not believe that we need a border wall, uh, how this would be viewed? So I'm going to share that with you coming up here, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines to you. I do have a couple of guests coming up at 10.05. Beverly Goldstein, candidate for District 11 Congress against uh, Marsha Fudge, who has been completely neglecting and ignoring her district for so many years. Uh, Beverly will join me to talk about that campaign and that race. And then we're also going to talk here in a few minutes at about 9.35 with Tom Wyand, who is um, uh, who has a tremendous sort <clears throat> excuse me. Well, it's a tremendous organization uh, that is going to be putting an event on, holding a rally. It's Ohio First, and they're going to be rallying on Sunday outside the Browns game to stand for the flag and to stand for the national anthem. Congressman Jim Renacci is going to be there as well, uh, speaking among others, and they are going to hold a big rally uh, showing support for the flag, showing support for the anthem, and opposing the National Football League, which continues to kowtow and to bend uh, to the will of uh, the Colin Kaepernick supporters who continue to desecrate and... Uh, uh, and um, uh, let's just say, uh, show a lack of respect, or to disrespect, I guess is the word. I'll go with desecrate and disrespect uh, our flag. So it's a really big political statement that will be made outside the Brown Stadium from Ohio First, and Tom Wyand will tell us all about that coming up at 935. For now, you dial 216-901-0945. We'll put you up next on AM 1420, The Answer. On AM 1420, The Answer. 924, now the Bob France Authority, AM 1420, The Answer Indeed. Coming up, like I said, at about uh, 935, so 10 minutes from now, we're going to talk to Tom Wyand, who's leading a a group that's going to be demonstrating uh, outside Brown Stadium uh, on Sunday at about 10 o'clock. Uh, in support of the national anthem and in support of uh, the United States flag, which continues to come under fire now, not just from the National Football League players, but from Nike, a story I have not been able to comment on for the last two days because I have been in the um, uh, in the belly of the beast. I was in Washington, D.C., and so I didn't get a chance to talk about this. The NFL season kicked off last night, and, of course, everybody was waiting to see what would happen during the national anthem. 
While no players on the Eagles or the Falcons dropped to one knee during boys to men's rendition of the Star Spangled Banner before last night's NFL season opener in Philadelphia, Eagles defensive end Michael Bennett walked to the team bench near the end of the anthem, sat down, and appeared to tie his shoe. This is the same Michael Bennett who has not only protested the anthem on a regular basis, but last August accused the Las Vegas Police Department of racially profiling him. The officers, two Hispanic and one black man, were cleared of any wrongdoing. An internal investigation supported by police body cam footage rendered no evidence that any use of force was racially motivated. After Nike ran its controversial ad last night featuring Colin Kaepernick, President Trump tweeted this morning, What was Nike thinking? Oh, doesn't really help, in my opinion. The president needs to let other people fight this fight for him. Don't get down into the mud and be petty with these people because the American people are already doing it for you. Uh, Nike is extra- is down extraordinarily in the uh, in its uh, stock valuation in response to all of this. And according to reports, uh, their approval rating, Nike's approval rating or popularity rating or whatever you want to call it, its Q rating, is down across all demographics since they launched this campaign. All demographics. Uh, uh, using Colin Kaepernick as somehow their face, the face of sacrifice. It's simply staggering. So the president hopefully will uh, not allow himself to get dragged down into this. Just let the market work. Let the market work, let the people work, and let people who will never buy Nike again handle the situation on their own. Jim in West Park, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Jim. How are you, sir? Good. While we're concentrating on the hippos' lies, and taking a knee in the front page of the Plain Dealer on the new books and the new uh, 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 story in the New York Times. And John McCain, we had a soldier die in Afghanistan Monday night. He was the highest and most decorated enlisted man, Command Sergeant Major Tim Dozier. And I woke up out of a sound sleep last night when I was listening to Walsh's show. I was so mad. I had to get up and drink a medical beer. Pick my <laughs> for a while. Is that prescribed? Dozier, Dozier, look it up and see if you can get some information <clears throat> on him and share it with uh, the rest of the... There's nothing, nothing in the paper about it. All we hear is McCain and the lies from the hippos. And thanks for taking my call, Bob. Yeah, you're welcome, uh, Jim. Thanks for making the call. I, I didn't mean to laugh about something as serious, obviously, as the death of a soldier, but uh, the medical beer thing just got to me. Um yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. It's one of the reasons why I don't buy the Plain Dealer or subscribe to the Plain Dealer. I'll use what I can get for free off of Cleveland.com from them. So I couldn't speak to um, uh, not a word about it in, in the paper, although that doesn't surprise me even a little bit. Uh, I'll just say this. Um, these newspapers, which, of course, cannot find enough space to print negative stories about Donald Trump, they cannot find enough inches of column space to present fake news, uh, they're not going to do anything to spotlight true American heroes and to spotlight true American sacrifice. It doesn't surprise me at all. And I'm not suggesting that the Cleveland Plain Dealer is the New York Times. But I think there is groupthink on the part of the editorial boards and newspapers, prominent newspapers all across the country. And as proof of this, all you got to do is look at what happened about a month and a half ago when they all decided to run the same op-ed. Some 300 newspapers ran the same op-ed, essentially denouncing the Trump administration for daring to refer to the modern American press as uh, the enemy of the people. 
So it is groupthink. There's no question about it. And uh, and so what the Plain Dealer does, the New York Times does, what the New York Times does, the Chicago Trib does, and on down the line we go. All right, 929 now. We're going to talk uh, more with you and also with Tom Wyan coming up after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine thirty three. Now the Bob France Authority continues on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. So, what did you think of the uh, uh, national anthem uh, controversy last night being played out again? Michael Bennett, uh, the liar. Uh, you, you know, and I don't want to get too off into the weeds on this. Michael Bennett is more than just one of the national anthem protesters who has either remained seated or kneeled during the uh, or knelt during the national anthem. He is also just a race baiting liar who accused Las Vegas cops of of, uh, of racially profiling him during a shooting event that happened there not this past summer but last summer. Yeah, um, he lied. He lied because he was uh, he was uh, taken down and he was uh, questioned. Uh, in the middle of all of this, and he claimed it was because he was black, never mind the fact that almost everybody in the area with with him at that particular point was black. Um, he was the only one who got up and ran when the police told everybody to get down because there was an active shooter situation in Vegas on the Strip uh, just a uh, summer ago. And he went, put this big, long, diatribe, a letter to the United States about what it's like to be black in America because he was taken down by police and questioned because only because of his... Uh, uh, his race, he said he was the only one who was who was taken down in such a way, and that's because everybody else, including every other black person there, got down and hid when there was an active shooter, and he stood up and ran, making him look like he had something to hide, or he was you know involved in some way, shape, or form. Uh, the, the entire thing was on video. He had no idea how much... You're in Vegas, Michael Bennett. How do you not understand that there are surveillance cameras every two feet on every single thing that you can imagine. You don't think Vegas is much of a crime target? Anyway, the uh, video proved everything that he said was a complete fabricated lie. He remains one of the staunchest uh, opponents of um, police in the United States, and yes, one of the staunchest, by extension, supporters of Colin Kaepernick. So how do you feel about all of that? Did you watch the Nike ad? I couldn't bring myself to watch it. It's two minutes long, and if it features Colin Kaepernick, it makes me want to just throw things. So I did not watch it, but if you have thoughts on it, let me hear you. 216-901-0945. It's that backdrop that we uh, turn our attention to the start of the NFL season in Cleveland on Sunday. And as we know, game number one is between the Browns and the Steelers, Sunday at 1 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, somewhere outside Brown Stadium, there is going to be a demonstration in support of the national anthem and in support of the United States flag. It's going to be attended by several politicians and candidates for office, and it's being hosted by Ohio First. Uh, Tom Wyan started that organization, I believe, joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Tom, how are you? Good, Bob. Good morning. Do I have that right, Tom? Did you start this organization? Uh, basically, there there was a, a couple of us uh, that started the Ohio First uh, page on Facebook about a year ago. Um, that kind of spinned off uh, into another group this year, uh, Ohio Citizens for Trump. Uh, so we're kind of sister groups, um, both with uh, similar but some somewhat different agendas. But uh, actually, the, our, our Ohio Citizens for Trump group uh, is the one who um, initiated um, 
the idea for the flag rally this Sunday. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so it's Ohio Citizens for Trump that's actually going to be hosting this gathering, and it's going to be inviting right. members uh, or members of uh, uh, elected office as well as candidates. So tell me about how Ohio Citizens for Trump got started. You said yourself and a few other people. What's the genesis here? What was the point? Well, you know, through our Ohio First page, um, you know, we, we were focused on um, people policies and candidates that, that put our state first, be it in the uh, local government, uh, more specifically uh, representing us in our federal government. Um, there was a, There's tons and tons of these, quote, four Trump groups around the nation, uh, you know, that spurred up in 2016. And as our races and primaries started happening this year, a lot of these, uh, you know, groups that put the president's name uh, on their organizations abandoned Ohio, plain and simple. They would not come out for any of our candidates. They would not endorse any of our candidates. They would give us no help to support our candidates. So uh, early this summer, um, we fired up the Ohio Citizens for Trump page. And in a matter of uh, probably about 60 or 70 days here, you know, we're up, I don't know, six or 700 members on it. And, um, We've endorsed candidates. We have candidates participating on the page, and now we've planned uh, the stand for stand for the flag, stand for Ohio uh, gathering at Fort Huntington Park, just uh, a couple blocks away from the stadium as you enter the Muni lot on the corner of West Third and Lakeside this Sunday at ten o'clock. So uh, we're talking to Tom Wyand, who is uh, one of the founders of the Ohio First Page, as well as the Ohio Citizens for Trump Page and Group. Uh, and as you just heard, we're going to have this rally on uh, on on Sunday. Now, according to your press release, you got veterans groups, patriots, business owners, federal and local politicians, and of course, Northeast Ohio citizens all coming together. Give me some of the prominent names. What groups are going to be there? What veterans groups? And sure. then tell us more about also the the, uh, the politicians. Uh, we we've invited. Um, veterans, motorcycle groups, VFWs, American Legions, um, a lot of them are sending members out. Um, uh, some of the police groups really couldn't respond, especially uh, in Cleveland, just because of, you know, the politics sure. that goes on there. Sure. Um, we have uh, the NRA is coming up. We have Bikers for Trump coming up. Uh, we have... Um, Chris Cox going to be there? No, he won't be there. Um, we'll have uh, some of the boots on the ground guys there, some of the uh, the original uh, um, Bikers for Trump, uh, the Ohio moderator, he'll be there. Um, so it'll be a nice mix of those groups. But what has kind of spurned from it is we're going to have uh, three congressional candidates, uh, Steve Krause from the 9th District, Chris DePizzo from the 13th District, and Bev Goldstein from the 11th District will be there. And our main guy, Jim Renacy, uh, the current 16th district uh, congressman, and the guy who is going to beat Sherrod Brown um, on November 6th for the uh, U.S. Senate seat, will be there um, and was excited to show up. Um, he's actually going to spend the day uh, between our gathering and then mingling around the muni lot, and I think he's even going to the game. So uh, we're excited to have him there as well. I bet he's got better seats than I do. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm sure he does. I'm, I'm going to sure be there does. with my son uh, on Sunday, too. I hope we get down there in time for this event as well, uh, uh, because uh, I'm really, really looking forward to hearing what some of these people have to say. Will the individuals you just mentioned speak, or are they just going to be there in support and solidarity? 
Uh, it's 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 kind of a fluid thing. Uh, we okay. we invited the media there uh, between ten thirty and eleven thirty, uh, so the candidates know to you know to definitely be there through that window. I know uh, nineteen news will be down there to interview Jim. Um, all the candidates are welcome to speak. Uh, we've encouraged it, told them to be prepared to. Um, but we just wanted to get the people out. You know, th- th- this is the main road going down to the stadium, to the Muni lot and all the, you know, the, the tailgating. And we want to have, you know, if it's 30 people, it's 30 people. If it's 300 people, it's 300 people. But we're going to be there waving our flags, holding our signs, wearing our candidates' uh, T-shirts, and uh, st- standing up for what's right in this country. Uh, too many of these politicians uh, have created this culture um, across the nation but what really affects us is the culture that's created now in our backyard in Ohio, and that's what we're concerned about. Um, what these these uh, these quote Democrat politicians for the people they have created this culture. You know, this this didn't didn't just happen organically, uh, contrary to what everybody believes. These politicians created this culture, and now the citizens groups and everyday uh, people. I have had enough. So um, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start this way. It's an inclusive thing. We, we, we have done. We had Democrats um, message us saying, you know, we voted Democrat all these years. We voted for Trump in 16 and we'll be at your rally to hold a flag. So it's it's not just a Republican or Democrat issue. It's an Ohioan issue. It's an American issue. And um, we're going from there. Tom Wyand is joining us from uh, Ohio First, as well as from Ohio Citizens for Trump, described as a grassroots community group with the goal of encouraging growth and progress in Ohio through the agenda of President Trump. Um, I can already imagine, Tom, what the haters are going to say. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to say this is racial. They're going to they're going to accuse you of being because that's what they say. The, you know, the, Kaepernick's entire thing is about race. It's about racial disparity and policing in America and so on and so forth. So if you, if you guys gather together, when you gather together and support the anthem and support the flag, it is going to be construed by the haters as being a direct smack at, uh, you know, the, the racial component of all of this. Uh, and they're also also going to accuse you of being hypocritical, because one of the things that I and a lot of other critics of Kaepernick and Bennett and Lynch and all the other guys who take part in these things, we accuse them of doing is politicizing football. We didn't we don't want politics and football. We want to come to a football game and, and not think about politics for a while. This is this is competitive sports. So uh, we don't want to see your politics, you know, before the game on the field. We just want to come and be entertained by football. So they're going to accuse you guys of bringing politics to the game as well. So how are you going to respond to the haters when they say that stuff? Um, as far as the racism goes, this isn't a racist issue. This is a patriotic issue. Uh, there are people from all walks of life, color, religion, background, working class, that believe in this core principle. So the racist thing, that, that's just an agenda piece. That's just a talking point that the, the socialists and the progressives and the liberals have thrown out there. And people are going to squawk about it. And I'm not concerned about it. Um, you know, the other side of it of politicizing football, um, we, we didn't throw the first stone as far as that goes. Um, and we're not doing this at the stadium. We're not doing this in the stadium. There's a park, uh, a beautiful park, uh, right, right as you go into the Muni lot, we're doing it in the city of Cleveland. Um, just a, just a gathering. Um, and if, we're, we're all, you know, most of us are all Browns fans. You know, there's going to be people there flying Browns flag. So, you know, we're not really politicizing uh, the football, the, the athletic event. 
we are just making it known that. Yeah, but here's the real question. I'm sorry, Tom, to interrupt, but here's the real question. Is this a bipartisan gathering? It's, it's open to anybody that wants to come and stand and fly a flag and hang out, you know, for a few hours. No, 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 you don't understand. I don't mean Republican, Democrat, bipartisan. I want to know if Steeler fans are welcome to fly Steeler's flags there at the pro-Trump, uh, Citizens for Trump, Citizens for the National Anthem, Stand for the Flag, Stand for the Anthem uh, rally. That's real bipartisanship. Bring them in. <laughs> we encourage. I hope so. Fans. Steeler fan, Browns fan, high school football fan, we don't care. Uh, uh, a fan of America, come on down, bring a flag. Uh, the NRA is bringing a couple hundred flags to pass out. So if you don't have one, we'll have one for you. I like that too. I'm just, I'm trying to imagine it and I really hope it comes to pass. I'm not kidding that at this gathering, I hope there are a few hundred people there and I hope I see the American flag waving back and forth proudly, Browns fans waving back and forth around it and Steelers fans of Steelers flags as well. Even though it's Cleveland, even though there is the diehard hatred between the two cities from the sports standpoint, uh, that would truly show what President Trump is all about. We're bringing people together because the first thing we are is Americans. No matter what your rooting interest is or your politics are, we're Americans first. And that is exactly the point of this. Um, These politicians have, this is a strong word, but have almost militarized these people into act and spout and march and behave so poorly that it has caused this divide. Uh, Sherrod Brown, Chuck Schumer, uh, Elizabeth Warren, the three most liberal senators in our country, they've stomped on, on our flag through these, through these practices. And Brown has stomped on Ohio for decades. Um, be it running companies out of town, over-regulating businesses, killing jobs, whatever's going on, this is an American issue. This is not a party issue. Um, So we welcome everyone to come down, hang out. It's really just a hangout. We we have no structured agenda. Um, We just want to bring everybody together. And let let their voice. Well, I mean, you know, let's 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 let. I don't know. You may may want to clarify that somewhat, Tom. There is some structured agenda, and that is to support the flag. You know, I mean, this is what it's all about. In fact, you're calling it stand for flag, stand stand for our flag, stand for Ohio. And that's what this is all about. On game day, the you know the season opener, the home opener for the Browns, uh, it, it's a very controversial issue. Still, the NFL still hasn't clarified whether it's going to require its players to stand for the flag or or not, or stay hidden in the locker room if they don't want to. They still have backtracked on it because they're cowards. Um, and so it's a it's a movement by the people to say. Well, regardless of what they do in there, we are standing for the flag out here. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's a hang, but there is an agenda here, and it's a pro-American, it's a pro-patriot agenda, and it's one that I support, and I'm really glad you guys are doing. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> my, no, my pleasure, uh, Tom, and I, and I really hope there's a great turnout there. Like I said, I'm going to try to bring two myself, myself and my son, uh, to get there on time. It'll just depend on traffic and uh, departure times, but we're going to do our best right. to be there. And I hope everybody who gets down there, see, I don't, I don't do the 7 a.m. tailgate for a, for a 1 o'clock game the way some people do. You're no. going to have people down there. Uh, but, but I do hope that people who are down there in the area at the time will consider. Give the exact location of Huntington Park. Yeah, it's uh, West Third and Lakeside. West Third is the road that takes you down to the Muni Lots. You can you can see the stadium uh, from the park. 
Um, you can get more information on both of our Facebook pages. Um, it's facebook.com slash Ohio Citizens for Trump. That's facebook.com slash Ohio Citizens for Trump. Or awesome. facebook.com slash Ohio Comes First. So uh, 10 a.m. Uh, sharp, we're going we're gonna to start gathering up right on the corner again, West 3rd and Lakeside. Uh, it's literally two blocks from the stadium, uh, the, the, the funnel into the Muni lot, if you will. And we're looking forward to, to seeing as many people as possible there to have a, have a nice morning, uh, meet and greet with some of the candidates that show up um, and, uh, and stand for our flag. You know, Love it. We are here to, to support the president, to support our country, and uh, most importantly, support our vets, our police, our military, and, and the patriots that make this this country and our especially that's our right. state and fantastic. In, and in the process, supporting one another, and that's what it should be all about. Tom Wyan from yeah. uh, Ohio First and Ohio Citizens for Trump. Tom, thanks very much. Hope you have an outstanding event on Sunday. Thanks, Bob. You got it. Thanks very much. Let me get a call or two in here before we take our break. David in Lagrange on AM 1420. The answer. Hi, David. Go ahead. Okay, Bob. I will not be buying another Nike pair of shoes again. The ones I got, I'll probably use them to cut the grass. But yeah, anyway, you know, I, I'm I'm not rich enough to be able to throw all of my Nike stuff away and then buy new stuff from another manufacturer. So I'm not going to be burning or throwing my stuff away. But I'm with you. Now that I've seen where they stand, I'm I'm not spending another nickel on a Nike product unless it's toilet paper. And if they got a swoosh on some toilet paper, I might make use of that. And that's about it. <laughs> okay, and also about Kaepernick. This social justice, LeBron James and his equality. I made this comment on your show before. You really want equality and some justice? Those sports players are a bunch of millionaires, okay? And they have a lot more than most people in this country. So if they want to make a statement, I'd like to see them give up half their wealth to somebody who really needs it. And I'm not talking about a charitable donation to where you can write it off on your taxes. I want them to go down there and give some cash to somebody who really needs it, a child who needs some medical treatment, somebody who's lost. Well, what I, what I want them to do, honestly, David, is, is I want them to give their money to the federal government. They're the ones who want higher taxes for all of us. They're the ones who want socialist uh, policies in which money is taken from the wealthy and redistributed to the poor people by way of government theft. So you know what? Write your check for half of your salary and give it to the government and tell them that to distribute to the less fortunate people. Let's see how long they, uh, they, they keep their socialist policies. 951, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. more. We built this city. 956 coming back now with the worst song in the history of music. Uh, on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. This is just the worst piece of garbage ever. I want to. I'm going to get a few more phone calls here, but real quick. Well, now I'll tell you about the Floor King in a moment. I, I don't have a commercial schedule for the Floor King, but I was just putting something on Facebook, and I saw a really, really important message from the Floor King. Just a PSA. It's not a sale or an advertisement. It's just a PSA about the flooding that we're going to get uh, this weekend. You know, we're getting a bunch of the rain remnants from the hurricane uh, in, in our uh, in our region this uh, weekend. And um, when flooding happens, uh, a lot of valuable things can be lost in your basement. It's really a great PSA that I'll share along with the story coming up in a bit. First, let me get a few more phone calls in uh who's been sitting the longest it's uh, got to be john and chardon yeah it is john you're on am 1420 the answer go ahead hey morning bob good morning from 10, 10 from 10 to 11 o'clock on fox news on sunday night 
Yeah. Uh, uh, one of your colleagues, Mark Levin, yeah. hosts a, a guest uh, for an entire hour. And last Sunday, it was a, a black man by the name of Shelby Steele, an okay. intelligent, thoughtful fellow who writes columns. His main point was the black community is evolving from a community of group identity and victimhood to a recognition of their freedom and opportunity that this country gives them. So folks like uh, LeBron and those NFL players that kneel during the anthem, they are the past philosophical. The smart ones are, are reaching for the future of this uh, opportunity in our great country. Well, Shelby, you're, that's very well said. Uh, that's a good summary, John, and you're 100% right. I'm very familiar with Shelby Steele. Shelby is with the uh, Hoover Institution. And back in, uh, I want to say June maybe, uh, maybe May even, no, I think June, uh, I read an article that he wrote um, uh, no, I take that back. It was an article that he wrote. I read an article about him and the, and the comments and quotes, um, uh, about oppression in the United States, particularly racial oppression in the United States. And it was a direct message to Colin Kaepernick and the other anthem protesters about where we really are in 2018 as opposed to how they want to paint us as being in this, in this society in 2018. It was really powerful. I'll see if I can find it maybe during the break. And after we talk to Beverly Goldstein coming up at 10.05, maybe I'll, have, uh, I'll be able to share some of that with you because it's a good point. It's really, really important to listen to people like this in this, uh, you know, as the NFL season gets started like it did last night, as people, uh, you know, have their uh, points to make and their, uh, uh, their stances on the national anthem to be clarified. Shelby Steele had a great message. I'll see if I can find that uh, in the next hour. TJ in Cleveland. TJ, go ahead. You know, Bob, I'd like to just say one thing about people like Bennett, you know, and Kaepernick. I'm glad they decided to play football instead of join the military. Can you imagine when a firefight breaks out and you're supposed to do what you're told, do what you're supposed to do, and one of your fellow soldiers gets up and runs like a rabbit, and then another one drops down on his knee and protests in the middle of the battlefield? Now, I'm going to tell you, they're just where they belong in the League of Phony Warriors. Now, I know it ain't an easy thing to go across the middle, catching a pass, and you get cut in half by a defensive back. But it ain't nearly the same thing as getting cut in half by an AK-47 on a battlefield. These people are phony. You know what it reminds me of, TJ? Thanks for the call. Former Browns wide receiver Kellen Winslow Jr. You remember him, right? Remember how before he came to the Browns, he was at the University of Miami uh, doing an interview at, after a game or something, and he started screaming about how much he's a warrior. I'm a warrior. This is war. I'm, I'm, I'm out here to kill. It's kill or be killed. Uh, I don't remember all the quotes. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but uh, it drew a lot of scorn and condemnation from other real warriors, real battle-hardened veterans like yourself who have been through that. And, uh, yeah, it, it just underscores the uh, fantasy that some of these guys live in. And you're right. It's not an easy game. It's very, very dangerous. A lot of people have injuries uh, that they never recover from. Knees are taken out. They never walk the same again. Ask Doug Deacon about that. Uh, it is very hard, but it's not war. You're right. It's a game, and we need to separate the two. Beverly Goldstein, Republican candidate for Congress in District 11, challenging Marsha Fudge, has great ideas, needs to get those ideas out there to the voters. She'll join us next right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Big